TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for episode 542. Can you believe it? And yes, you guessed right. I am joined by Australia's king of wellness, the lover of longevity, the Greek god, the Italian Adonis, the Czechoslovakian Champion, Doctor Damien Christoph, how are you, uh, brother? Jeez, PC, that's unbelievable. That's getting longer and longer and better. And better. Thank you, PC. Great to be here with you again from the island of uh, Vanuatu, Melbourne, <laughs> <laughs> Port Phillip Bay. Yeah. Uh, mate, so good, so good. Um, how good is this? You know, I was thinking as you were doing the little intro there. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know what? We've done a lot of consecutive podcast together like there was a few there where you did a few by yourself like with Eddie Jaku um, and there was a couple of others where you did by yourself but apart from those few it's all been us together yes there's been occasions when I remember when you went to America and you um oh Tuesdays with Maury Mitch Album you, yes you know you it's like you you saw Mitch Album and yeah. interviewed him and then um oh no we actually interviewed him together no we you did. Inter- we interviewed him together, but you met him in America. Yeah. There was another, uh, it was a heart disease of physiologist or cardiologist. Yeah. Um, there's been a couple, very simposium. There's been yeah, a yeah. couple where we've we've done an individual interview that we've put on 100 Not Out, a coffee yeah. I had with Eddie JQ, a, a chat you had with a with a um, cardiologist, and most, 99.9% of the chats, we're both there, aren't we? Pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Anyway, no, 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 no B grade hosts on 100 Not Out. No, no way. No, no, no one comes in. We just work around the clock. This is our second recording together post our most recent trip to Ikaria and Sardinia. And lo and behold, mm-hmm. we are now taking registrations for next year's trip and people are beginning to join these small groups. And I want to give a couple of those people shout outs because we haven't really told a lot of people that we're going yet and yeah. the murmurings are there and we're getting registrations come through. And I want to give a shout out to Katrina Isaacs, who I think is new to 100 Not Out. She was at Cindy O'Meara's Health and Nutrition Summit in Noosa recently where I spoke. She's joined us, Damo in uh, Sardinia and Ikaria next year, but she is new to the podcast and has started at episode one Wow! and is currently up to, I think, episode 36. Oh, good She's going. binging like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> She's going through, that's an average of 18 episodes per week right now wow. since wow. we are two weeks post-summit. I said by the time 2027 reaches around, she will be up to this one. <laughs> she'll know all of our jokes and she'll only be four years behind and you know what she said what? and thank you katrina you're just going to stroke our ego here and damo's going to love this she just was um gobsmacked in the most beautiful way how funny we were back in those early days and i said well <laughs> katrina i don't want to like over promise and under deliver but yeah i think we might be a little bit funnier now then we go back <laughs> well, maybe then we got more serious but I just want to start um, barking like a dog and scratching my hind leg because that's the spot. That's the sort of stuff I love to hear. That's like a good little rub for a yes, golden yes. retriever, Labrador, whatever yes, I am, something I like that. that. 
Pretty and uh, whilst we're just acknowledging people that have gone early and registered for our longevity experience just yep. a mere 53 weeks before they begin, Sandra yep. Jones, shout out to Sandra. Yes, yeah, uh, who who's one of the almosters because Sandra was booked in to come with us in 2020 uh, yeah. and and had to cancel uh, like we all did um, and yeah. coming in 2024. So, Sandra, can't wait to have you in Ikaria. And to Chris and Terry Twine, husband and wife team, I think Chris and Terry are the first husband and wife team to register for 2024. I'm running spreadsheets through my head. Uh, but uh, Chris and Terry, crazy enough to be doing the double leg Ikaria and Sardinia with us in 2024. Not a bad way to celebrate um, a great marriage together. So to Chris and Terry, mm. we can't wait to have you. Um, and for everyone that's listening going, oh, my gosh, I didn't even know you went to Ikaria and Sardinia. Well, yes, August 22 to 31, uh, 2024, and then September 1 to 10 for Sardinia. All the details at 100notout.com. That's 100notout.com. Easy. I love all that. And great shout-outs too, and I'm excited about it. It makes me more excited. We're talking to uh, a previous attendee only 20 minutes ago, and she said, how was the trip? And I said, it was unbelievable. And hearing you talk about that makes me even more excited. I was already excited, but I'm so excited now. I've got one more. I've got one more point. Yeah, sorry. You'll love this, and so will our listeners. Yeah. I promise you. Um, Hillary King Sullivan. Yeah. So Hillary King Sullivan joined us in Ikaria in 2016. With her two boys, Hamish yep. and Giles. Yeah. And in 2016, seven years ago, having observed that in Ikaria, cars are overrated. Why drive when you can walk? It's great to walk and all these other things. Hillary said, I'm going to stop driving my car to work. To work. I'm going to walk to work. And if I can't be bothered walking home, I'm going to get the bus or the tram or whatever it was she was going to get. I think Absolutely. it was a 7K walk to work. Yeah. Memory. Yeah. And uh, Hillary... Uh, listened to a podcast just the other day. Maybe it was today. I one was, of ours? One of ours. I was out playing table tennis by myself this morning on my brand new birthday present to myself. Had the table <laughs> tennis table folded up halfway. Ping pong, ping pong, ping pong. Love As it. you do, uh, I walked back into the office, missed call from Hillary King Sullivan, and she said, I was just listening to you and thinking of you because I'm walking to work. Seven years later, wow. she's still walking to work Wow, Having had that out. life epiphany yeah. seven years ago in Ikaria and, again, yeah. stroked my back, rubbed my heart and soul going, oh, these trips with meaning still having an impact seven years later and talking about Hamish and Giles, her young sons in it who are 24 and 25 who came with her and how they, uh, they, they love the land. When they're under stress, they go to nature. They spend time with people that they love. They're so onto it in terms of their life design and the way they live. And I'm like, oh, this work's having an impact, Damo. This work's having <laughs> so, an impact. It's so great. Uh, I love it. Uh, good on you, Hillary. That's so good. That's, that's the best. No, yeah. So, again, sorry to all of our listeners if that's completely self-indulgent and you don't give a stuff about anything that we've just said, but <laughs> we just don't get to talk to each other that often. So this is how we do it. Um, yeah. yeah. So anyway. Um Let's talk food because we did a recent episode on Mediterranean diets aren't Mediterranean diets, and that yep. really got people thinking. And we live in this diet-obsessed world where, you know, if you're not keto, you should be vegan, and if you're not vegan, you should be carnivore, and if you're not carnivore, you should be low-calorie, and if you're not that, you should be gluten-free. Yeah. Um, you're in this world a lot more than I am, but, you know, people are so quick to jump off one bandwagon and onto another, but at the same time, um, they sometimes forget the art of committing to a, a protocol or 
uh, a plan, so to speak. Would you be kind enough to share some of your insights? I, I know you've had some recent experiences with this, but I think there's a really good conversation to have around uh, resisting the lure to just chop and change and create all that you know, uh, dietary volatility, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely, PC. A couple of weeks ago, we did a podcast on um, health washing. Maybe we did that. We spoke about it. And I was yep. frustrated. I even wrote an article about it, which I haven't yet popped up on the website, but I will. Um, and it's a cracker too, by, by the way. You want to read that one. But I, the what brings me to this is that this health washing thing that's going on means that there's many things that are tarred uh, with the health brush. Um, and then as a result of something being tarred with the health brush, it's like trying to play with Meccano and Lego and combine it. And it kind of doesn't work like that. So... And what I'm saying here is I went away on the weekend. We had a great um, celebration for Ben, my mate Ben from high school, best mate from high school. Um, his 50th birthday and happy birthday, Benny, for that. Happy birthday, Benny. Um, and we all stayed together. This whole group of us all stayed together. And we're talking about stuff. And one of the girls that's doing it is doing some fasting. So she narrows her calorie intake to about 800 calories a day on her fasting days, which isn't really strict, but oh, not, not it's strict, but it's not intense. It's It's a reduction in calories. Um, and it's been working for her. She feels good, feels energized, but it's a reduced calorie approach. Not necessarily low fat, not necessarily low carb, not necessarily low protein or whatever, you know, or even higher of any of those. And then one of the other girls says, oh, well, you know, if you're having coffee in the morning, which she is, you should use the keto crema that goes with it, some ketogenic crema, which is made with MCTs, which, you know. Lots of fats and lots of calories. Lots of fats and lots of calories. And this crema, just one packet of this crema is 70 calories, right? So it's one-tenth of um, of the calorie load, almost one-tenth of the calorie load um, for a low-calorie day if you're following a restricted calorie program. And it's all fat. So I then said, you know, garnering all of my nutrition knowledge from 30 years of study and practice – you're I said, well, you've got to be careful with that because you can't just grab keto and add that to a high-carb diet. So it could still be high-carb diet but be low calories. So let's say, for example, you're doing oats um, with water and maybe some fruit for your lunch and then maybe a small amount of rice for dinner. That's a high-carb, low-calorie diet, um, which if you added a keto crema to it, has the potential to be disastrous, you know. And if you were having a vegan-loaded diet or vegetable-loaded diet and it was low-calorie but you decided that you're going to throw in there a keto crema, um, that wouldn't work either. And the only time a keto crema would be of any benefit would be if you were following the ketogenic um, eating program, which is a high-fat, high-protein, low-carbohydrate approach. And the whole premise behind keto is to keep your carbohydrate levels low, to put your body into ketosis, hence hence the word keto, to put your body into ketosis and then purposefully be carbohydrate calorie deficient to then liberate the triglycerides that are stored in your fat cells so that you can then run your body on triglyceride fuel and fat fuels and protein fuels that you take in through your diet. It's at the exclusion and the expense of carbohydrates in the diet. So you don't want to have keto stuff with carbohydrate-rich meals, um, even if it's low-calorie. So 
I made that point, and um, and I felt like I felt like, and this wasn't words that were used, but I felt like I was blaspheming um, because I was actually telling a truth bomb, um, and this and the conversation had kind of started off another conversation that someone else had had with somebody else. And that meant that that was now a healthy product to have. And my point here that I'm making, and I'm pretty certain that the person I'm talking about won't even be listening to this. So I'm sure I won't be offending anybody <laughs> in saying this, but I'm just thinking that like, what's really important is that you don't mix the programs. So if, for example, you're doing vegan, of course, you're not going to go and have a steak, but. Oh, come on. Don't be soft. <laughs> but. It's more around the weight loss. So if you're doing low calorie, you're not going to go and have something that's high calorie because it's going to throw it out the window. If you're doing high carbohydrate, mm. you're not having something that's rich in fat. If you're doing high fat, you can't add the carbohydrates in because you're going to have insulin issues and blood sugar issues, and then you're going to store more body fat. So it's really important that you stick in the lane. So if you're going paleo, stay paleo. Yeah. You know, If you're going paleo, you're not having grains. Even though rice would be good for you, um, you're not doing grains because it's a paleo-designed diet. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, conversely, the, the whole idea around a label for a program is that the set of foods that have been selected to be appropriate for that eating program is specific for the results that you're trying to achieve from that particular eating program. So don't, don't mix them up. Don't uh, don't combine <laughs> what you would think are the best of both worlds. That doesn't work. Is this a result of and all love and kindness to the people that were in this conversation uh, with you? And I say this as a um, humble consumer. Yeah. Is this purely a result of what I'm going to say is ignorance of the masses? And now I put myself in this, like. I am not university. Uh, I'm not tertiary qualified. I'm, I'm fortunate to be married to a chiropractor and a naturopath nutritionist is my best mate. And I, I learn a lot from you, but is this reflective of how so many of us as consumers in the public that don't have uh, degrees like you don't actually understand, I don't want to say the mistakes that we're making, but how much harder we might be making it by mixing food programs from kind of switching lanes, as you say, thinking that we'll do a bit of this and a bit of that and then going, but why aren't I getting the results? And it's like, well, you can't do freestyle and breaststroke and butterfly all at the same time. You know, you can <laughs> do point. an individual medley, but you can't do all of those strokes at the same time. So um, is this just the ignorance of thinking that, well, you know, it's only crema because that's what most people would say. It's like, yeah. It's only a tablespoon of olive oil. Like, why are you getting your knickers in a knot? Well, it's like, well, yeah. you're not getting your knickers in a knot, Damo. You're just saying the facts are the facts. It's not an opinion here. Like, there's a lot of calories in that tablespoon of olive oil. You can't really have a, a low-calorie diet with that much fat, so to speak. Um, yeah. You, you know, so so is it that we as consumers we're so dopamine addicted. We're just, we're trying to get the best of everything, but that ends up frustrating us. And then our self-esteem goes down even more and we hate and guilt and shame on ourselves because we try to do breaststroke and butterfly and freestyle all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, yeah. I don't think, I don't think it comes, I don't like the word ignorant. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not meaning it to sound yeah. like a, a blame thing. No. Or that um, we're less educated than, it's, experts well, it's have dedicated 30, 30 years of your life 
Yeah. Right? And I've spent probably 30 hours of my life on food and you've spent 30,000 hours of your life on food. Mm. I think it's it's easy to be um, part, partly educated. Um, and I think that it's really easy to be drawn into what is a current trend and then to grab a hold of what you enjoy or like out of a current trend, you know, like Crocs, for example, it really trendy again. <laughs> I love my Crocs. Oh, um, you're bringing them into the conversation two weeks into Australian-made recordings. But a lot of people would look at me and go, Crocs. I can't believe you're a 50-year-old man wearing Crocs, you know, like, and with socks too, by the way. You wear them well. So, you wear them well. Yeah, but so it's like finding something that you like and continuing to do it even though it doesn't match, like it's not right. So what, what I'm saying here is that because you've got a little bit of information, this is where the danger comes. Um, and if somebody likes it and says that it's good and it tastes really good, that's probably true. Mm. It probably does taste really good. But if someone's trying to do a program from a health perspective, then – it's kind of like when somebody says, oh, you've done so well, here's a piece of chocolate. You know, you deserve it. You've worked so hard. <laughs> it's kind of like that. It's a, almost like a subtle, without even meaning to sabotage, introducing something into someone's program that's not appropriate. Yep. It's not going to work for them. And so if if the person had accepted, um, who the person who's doing the reduction of calories in the diet, if she'd accepted that the crema was a great idea and if she started to do it, then her whole program would have been foiled. Um, like it now no longer would have worked because let's say, for example, she's going, oh, it's just crema and she didn't look at the calorie load of that, which, you know, would be silly that she didn't, but she's smart enough to have done that. Um, that would have derailed her program. So again, probably what it is, PC, is enthusiasm and it's born out of care and love and respect um, but kind of um, ill-informed with good intentions, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, you're doing low calorie, you should do keto. And where that comes from is the assumption that keto is low calorie, whereas keto is not necessarily low calorie, it's just low carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. And again, because they're two words that start with C, um, people might then think that they're the same, but yeah. they're not. Calories versus carbohydrates are really different. All right, two points to finish up on here. Can you okay. just give clarity to the listeners? In in light of what you just said, yeah. how many calories in um, in carbohydrates? Because I know proteins and fats are different to carbs. Can you just go through, you know, a calorie? Well, you know, I know it doesn't say calories a calorie, but different amounts of calories in carbs versus proteins and fats. Can you give the listeners that clarity as to how much is in, you know, a gram of or 10 grams, whatever you prefer to do as your measurement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you talk about one gram of carbohydrate, you get four calories. Um, mm -hmm. If you do one gram of protein, it's about four calories as well. And if you do one gram of fat, it's eight calories. So it's twice the amount of calories per gram um, from fat versus carbohydrates and protein. So, so you're doubling the load. Yeah. So everyone's like, what is he talking about? Hopefully now, now that makes sense. It's a different mm. type of fuel. When you go to the petrol station and you've got three bowsers, carbs, proteins, and fats, yeah. pro fats cost you twice as much. Um, yeah. So, all right, that that closes that loop. And the other loop, which again is very much, I suppose, uh, biased to you and I and our approaches is when you have a food lifestyle, you can mix food programs as much as you like. And I'll just give yeah. you a case in point here. Tonight I'm cooking. It's going to be rice. 
There's going to be some veggies. We don't have any um, animal protein, not in the freezer. Um, so there's nothing, there's no defrosting going on. We're just going to suck it up and have a animal protein free meal. I might sneak a bit of salami or ham in there. If, uh, there's enough there without, uh, mucking up kids lunch boxes. And I'll also add a bit of Mediterranean diet, olive oil to that, uh, fried rice, because like everything as, uh, the man in, uh, the big fat Greek wedding puts Windex on everything. I put olive oil and everything, um, <laughs> and and you mix and match can you talk to that in terms of when you're not on a diet the liberality of just not having to go is this paleo or is this gluten-free or is this whatever um and just you know i suppose the importance of of being able to be fluid from that perspective yeah i well i love it and i suppose the ultimate diet that encompasses all approach you know you could you could eat some bread you could have some rice and you could have some vegetables you could have some protein meat animal based protein and you get to have oil and fats is the fluid version of the mediterranean diet um not only drinking fluid but just having a fluid approach to the mediterranean (laughs) diet so it's having lots of vegetables having quality proteins having quality fats and so if you wanted to have the crema no worries you could definitely do that the Mm. idea would be that you would also then be having vegetables and fruits and salads and proteins from animals throughout the day so that you're balancing it all out. That's that's the thing. It's that you just don't want to have something that doesn't match a program if you're trying to get the results. It's like having – like I play golf with a bloke who has the man shake um, and he has man shake for two oh, meals yeah. a day and yeah. then the evening meal um, is something that probably, you know, shouldn't work – in any kind of program, but because it's so calorie restricted, it actually does work okay, you know. But um, but ideally, like when he gets off the man shake, he kind of needs to change those meals so that they're actually going to be better for him. Oh, you know? gee whiz. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad yeah. I'm not in the diet food program. Oh, me too. Like hysteria. I'm so glad to have that oh. behind me, like that oh. I don't do that stuff anymore. But oh. when I hear it, it still worries me. And uh, and so I still want to speak up about it. So even though I'm not doing food and nutrition with people these days for the most part, in fact, just the other day I had a food and nutrition consultation and I referred them to another practitioner <laughs> just because for me, it feels better that someone focuses on that stuff because it does drive me a little bit crazy, to be mm. honest. Well, they can listen to this podcast and hopefully it brings some clarity to the conversation. Damo, your wisdom knows no ends. Thank you so much for bringing this up. I think the dangers of mixing diets is the topic of this conversation and I think a lot of people will um, enjoy it and pass it on to friends and family that uh, that feel like they're constantly losing or constantly mixing and trying to, again, swim three strokes at the same time. Um, So thanks for adding a lot of clarity to that conversation. Yeah, no, you're welcome, PC. And I'll say it again. Like I'm not, I'm not poking fun. I'm not, you know, making fun. I don't want to say anything bad about any of that situation. But it was a highlightable situation that needed to be brought to the table because a lot of people will have those conversations around the dinner table, at the breaky table, around the water cooler at work. And it's just good to like stay in the lane. You know, that's all. Yeah, we like to talk serious matters in a somewhat entertaining and light-hearted way. We hope that comes across in that way, uh, full yep. of care and compassion. For more on Damo, folks, head on over to damienchristoff.com. Go and see Damo and the team at Vita Lifestyles in Sandringham. If you are fortunate enough to be in Melbourne, myself, marcuspierce.com.au. And if you love the conversation we had at the beginning and you enjoyed this episode and you want more of that in the flesh, then consider 
being wild enough to join us in Ikaria and Sardinia. All the details at 100notout.com. Until then, may the rest of your life continue to be the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.